Hello and welcome to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about Blade Runner 2049, uh, the newest movie from Denny Villeneuve and cinematographer Roger Deakins. Um, stars Ryan Gosling, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, Robin Wright's in it, Ana de Armas, Sylvia Hoeks, Hoax, I don't actually know how to say her name, uh, Jared Leto, and... Yet another movie studio not using Dave Bautista, but using him in the trailer. You forgot. Uh, uh, you forgot a couple, like Harrison. Did Ford. I? Yeah, I didn't want to say Harrison Ford because, I mean, obviously he's in the movie. He's in the trailer. I mean, it's not like that's he's my and it. that's. I think that's one of my biggest problems with the movie is you, that you he's forgot, in the trailer. You forgot another. You got forgot a couple other important ones. You forgot um, what, McK- Mackenzie what, Davis. Mackenzie uh, Davis. Yeah. Avon, Avon Barksdale. Hey, um, I know. <laughs> I was so happy, and then and he then, wasn't in the the fucking movie. Besides yeah. one scene, yeah, that was it seems like it seems like he's gonna be in the movie, like because him and it seems like him and Gosling are kind of like not partners, I guess, but kind of partners. I don't know. He's kind of on the police force, and maybe yeah. he, he brought it brought brought some important stuff to their attention in like the first I was, scene. I was I was mostly just distracted by him playing a cop again. <laughs> I think I've seen him play a cop in something uh, recently too, right? I don't uh, remember what it was, but maybe he just played a good guy in something, and I was like, like kind of surprised. Yeah, yeah um, he's great. I mean, he's in Creed again, like one scene, and it's like, yeah, he's what's, good. What the, what's what's these people like signing him up and then not using him? Yeah. Um, so Josh and Josh just watched Blade Runner for the first time. I I seen it before, but I didn't really remember it and then i watched it again and i remember why i didn't remember it because it's fucking not good um did you well, i saw it for the first time like i saw it for the first time less than a week ago and i don't really remember it either what so. did so you did you not like it either <laughs> no it wasn't very like, good yeah all right so the blade runner came out what like uh 19, 35 years ago yeah 82 yeah okay um and it's it sucks the original blade runner is just if you're wondering like if, if you should see this without seeing the first one uh, the first one is just takes place in like 2019 in LA. It's supposed to be like a futuristic movie, and I would tell it, them that I would tell someone that asked that question that you don't have to have the, you don't have to like see the first one to be entertained by the second one, but like you should probably think of the first one as like eating the vegetables necessary to like probably fully appreciate the second one. Um, I yeah, I think that they, I feel like they give enough context yeah. in this one. For not saying the first one, but it definitely helps to see. It definitely helps to see the first one, and I think that it helps <laughs> to see it recently before you see this, just because like there is it, it's a it's a very like detailed movie, mm-hmm. and I, I just I just think it helps. But the first one is not good. It's so boring. It's it's one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. I went to a buddy's house because he wanted to watch it again. And I, woke, I I drove over there, him and his wife, like 10 o'clock, we sat down, we watched it. And like all of us at the end were like, man, it's just like, oh, <laughs> uh, like so, that, that was a movie. <laughs> so what were your what were your feelings about like just the the idea of Blade Runner 2049? Like when you first <laughs> when you first saw a trailer, first knew it was a thing. And then after you actually saw the first one again, like what how, what was your demeanor like going into it then? Yeah, that's that's actually the first thing I was going to talk about anyway. I remember seeing the trailer for the first time with my buddy Sammy, and he was like, what the fuck is this? Da, 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 da. And I, I didn't know what it was, and then there was Blade Runner, and he was like, oh, shit, Blade Runner. And I was like, "Like, why? Like, 
Why do we need okay, this? Okay, I guess. Like, I, obviously, like, I watched Gosling, and I'm like, cool. And then you see Jared Leto, and you're like, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> and, and so, and, and I think the question you asked is the a very important question, because I think this is exactly the kind of movie that, I don't know about you, but I, I would say, like, why is this movie being made? Like, this is so stupid. I don't want to see it. It's just made to like make money, which which is funny because the first one didn't make a lot of money, <laughs> right? But we've talked a lot of. Uh, I feel like we've talked about movies where it's just like there's no reason this movie should have been made. It's just there to make money, and it wasn't very good. It's just popcorn flicky bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. How did you do? You, do you feel the same about that question? Or well, I didn't really have a much. I didn't have many preconceived notions about it before. Like the trailer looked kind of cool. I liked a lot of those people. I was excited to watch Dave Batista get to play a real character, which was an unfounded excitement to have. <laughs> um, but I, but like I, I, I was, I was like, wow, that looks cool. Like I really like Ryan Gosling, but I, I can't really get that excited for it if I don't actually know what the first Blade Runner is. And then I went and saw the first Blade Runner, and I was like, <laughs> wow, like this really not very good. But I'm like. I, I I don't know. I was still kind of excited just because of the people involved. I, I like Denny Villeneuve films, and it still looked cool, and I, I like the people. So I wouldn't say I was like totally down on it going in. But I, then I heard that. But then after that, I then heard that like, wait, you told me, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to go today because it's two hours and forty minutes. I was like, what? It's two hours and forty <laughs> minutes. And then I, then I was like kind of not excited again. And I, so I was just like, I had very mixed feelings and expectations going in. And we've kind of talked around it, but I actually really really enjoyed the new one. So yeah, I. And like I said, this is the I, I think the exact kind of movie that I would hate and I didn't. <laughs> so I actually liked it a good amount. And I, I think the best way I can explain it is that I can understand if somebody doesn't like this for sure, because it's still sort of slow pace noir bullshit. It still felt shorter to me than the first one. <laughs> but well, sure. Um, but. That's because something actually happened in this yeah. movie, whereas the first one, literally zero things happened. <laughs> um, and but I, I just think it. This is like one of those movies where it's almost like impossible to deny that it is a good movie, whether or not you liked it. And and that's sort of where I'm where I'm stuck at. And I think that it's a better movie probably than how much I liked it. But it's 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 pretty it's pretty good. Yeah. So. I mean, no, I, I feel like anyone listening to this at this point has seen it. So I, we don't, I don't, we don't need to necessarily like rehash the plot a ton, but like the plot is actually like pretty important to talk about to it yeah. because I think it's like a really, really interesting plot and just cool because like that obviously wasn't the case with the first one. Um, I had heard going in that people were like, yeah, even the talk, like don't even like learn about the plot because the plot itself is a spoiler. So I thought the whole thing was going to be about like. I, that led me to believe, like, oh, is it all going to be about, like, whether Deckard's a replicant? Because that's, yeah. like, a thing that people had always talked about from the first one. Which and, would have been a fucking annoying story to tell with all these other people in the movie. Yeah, I, I just, like, the way the trailer had been, like, I just kind of expected Harrison Ford to be in it a lot, too. And so that was kind of a surprise once you kind of figure out, wow, this is actually Ryan Gosling's movie. And he and Harrison Ford is clearly not going to be seen until much later on because that becomes evident. And I don't, I don't know. Like, I was just... Uh, it was just such an f- interesting story to like have unfold and take different turns and it's really cool how it like makes you think it's gonna be one thing for a long time and then it ends up not being yes. that thing but it doesn't totally cheat you and I-, I would start just from the beginning I was a little like I was just interested trying to figure out what the deal was with Ryan Gosling because I 
when they put the little words on the screen before the movie, they don't actually say – they say that there's this new model of replicant, but they don't actually say – I don't think it actually says these new models of replicants are being used to kill other replicants. Like, it, Well, Dave Bautista's character is a replicant. Right, but I'm saying when they have the the title card come on sure. the screen telling yeah. you stuff. So like you like I think some critics in their reviews were like actually saying Ryan Gosling's a replicant, but I didn't yeah. actually know that going in. But I think Batista oh. said something. But it's pretty obvious in the movie that he's a replicant. Right. Well, I think Batista actually says something about like doing yeah. something to your own kind. Yeah, kill so your like, own. Yeah. But then it's like I was like, wait, really? That's interesting. Like I didn't know that they would actually make his character a replicant. But then it becomes super clear. Like if, yeah. if you're a little confused at that point when the way Robin Wright's talking to him when he comes back to the police station, it's like, oh, he's yeah. a replicant. So yeah. like that was kind of cool. Like seeing. Well, one, I was like I said, I was. We, both of us were hoping for more Dave Batista, so that yeah. kind of caught us off guard. But I mean, it, I thought it was also a pretty good scene. Yeah. Um, that like kind of set the tone for the movie in that like you're having to watch the, like Ryan Gosling like grapple with like a bunch of stuff. And like <laughs> learning, learning stuff, and we're learning stuff as he's learning stuff, and we don't actually know if what we know is actually true. And I don't know. Like in a way, I I really f- sometimes find it annoying when like a movie's trying to like keep you guessing like that. But like I I don't know. I just enjoyed watching this mystery unfold. Yeah, and I think that this movie actually has plot and tension and suspense in a way that the fans of the first movie claim the original does, which it doesn't because Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford doesn't actually do anything in the first movie. He's just like drunk half the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And this movie, and then he gets really rapey with a replicant. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, um, I just think that Gosling's character is sent out on this, on this mission. Right. And there's like a good and bad side that are sort of following him, like watching his every step. And he is like legitimately dedicated to finding the answer. And there's all these steps that he has to go through in order to find the answer. And he it's one thing, like you said, like this movie very easy. I feel like this movie is really great because there's a lot of times in which I felt that it was going to like go off track in a way that I would not like. Mm -hmm. And it didn't, uh, especially like one thing is when the audience learns something way before your character and then we're just watching them try to figure it out for like uh, the whole time, whether it's a TV show or a movie that happens a lot and it didn't happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Gosling – the thing about Gosling with this is I think he did a really good job, but there were still a couple of times where I was like I'm watching Ryan Gosling and I'm not watching like this character. Um and I don't think that's something bad. I just think he's sort of superseded like his stardom to the point where he's Ryan Gosling and he's not really a character anymore in a lot of his movies. But, um, but yeah, it was cool to just watch him like go on this detective work and it's just like a slow burn and it's not it's not really it's not even really an action movie. There's a couple action scenes, but it's honestly just like a like a crime solver almost like you're reading a book yeah the action scenes like were probably the and like if you asked me what i didn't like about the first it would have been that part of one of my biggest reasons would have been i always like had this impression of it being like a thrilling sci-fi action movie in my head and then ends up being the exact opposite of that so i was maybe just hope so the fact if you had told me that this wouldn't have that much action i would have expected to not like it but i'd say some of the action scenes were some of the least entertaining parts of it for me um in that like that that scene in the casino i think they want it to be really cool but it just it kind of goes on a little bit and it's like we know they're not going to kill each other like they're going to have to talk so it's not exactly the most suspenseful action scene to begin with and yeah and couple that with them putting harrison ford in the trailer which he definitely should not have been in the trailer 
That I think this well, movie benefits greatly if Harrison Ford is not in the trailer right, at all. Right, because of course people are going to know he's in it. That wouldn't be the kind of thing they'd be able to hide. But I think, why didn't wasn't didn't Star Wars hide it? I, I, I don't, no, I don't no, remember. No, no, no. Star Wars. He like, was in the trailer. The Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, yeah, remember there's like the uh, Chewie were home. Like that was a big moment in that Force uh, Awakens trailer. Uh, and then uh, like sure. it, it was actually a known thing that like they had to suspend production for six weeks because he broke his ankle. Like you might have you might have been a little oblivious to it, but it was like a known thing he was going to be in that movie. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just saying like I had seen that frame. Like they made that first teaser trailer like yes. him and Gosling in that. Yes. And it's like yes. we know that that moment is going to have to come for the whole movie. So that kind of like yes, I, I, and it and it doesn't come for like two hours. And it's like, but it's like I know it's going to be there. So that yes, it's like because I had that image in my head, I knew we had to get there. Which kind of I knew I like I kind of and that you even because we'll, we'll talk. We'll have a plenty to say about Roger Deakins later, but because like that's such a distinct shot. The way that whole radioactive area looks, you remember yes. it from that teaser trailer. Hundred percent. So, like yeah. when he's walking up, like you know, when he's going to Vegas, like you don't know for a fact Deckard's going to be there based on the information you've been given in the movie, but you know just on how it looks in there, and then how it distinctive it looked in the trailer. This is where he's going to find Deckard, and that's probably just that's like almost more in the marketing than the filmmaking itself. But and yeah. the end of that scene is slower than almost the rest of the movie i think and him navigating his way there and actually in and finally finding harrison ford and then them having their like dramatic sequence of i don't believe you you're trying to kill me thing i still think that seems cool though um no it's cool but but like if i could have not known that was going to happen i think i would have enjoyed it way more uh like yeah as a as just like so the in the course of the film that part of it was predictable but once we're there and we're like still learning about like we know that he thinks that harrison ford's his dad probably yes but 100%. harrison ford doesn't know that and we're having yeah. to see him like dance around that like that's really cool yes yeah and he's like i need to know about you never wanted to meet your child da, 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 and like shit like that which you, you can tell to him is sort of like hitting home and you see this like replicant having, but he has no, he has no stuff. idea. He, he's yeah. like, who the fuck's Joe is as far as he concerned. Yeah. So he doesn't know the gravity. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I think that that's sort of Villeneuve's way of sort of portraying this or not portraying, but like sort of giving us information for us to decide this existential question from this and this, this movie in the original is like, what do you consider a human and is a replicant a human um, and I think that scene in it of itself gives you like a lot of insight onto what the replicants are like in this Blade Runner universe. Well, probably, but I, I also like that they don't ever they don't actually answer the question about what he is. Yeah. And, and he I, doesn't say like he doesn't ask him anything specific like hey, I think you're my dad or some bullshit like that. Right, but like the, and that, and that's like the whole conceit of the film that we haven't really talked about because like we said we didn't need to summarize the plot, but it's this whole idea of like what it's going to mean that the replicants can reproduce. And obviously that's what Jared Leto is very concerned about. I'm glad we didn't spend any more time with him than we had to. <laughs> but, I mean, I thought it was interesting that we are having to think about this, what, what all of that means throughout, and then you're getting through to that scene at the end, and it's like we're – I don't know. I, I just enjoy thinking of it because like, I, I, I don't remember exactly at the point at which like I kind of put the dots together earlier in the movie. I was even thinking about it as we were later in the movie. I was like, oh, like there's a chance that like – that's this is all about like Rachel's kid or something like that but mm-hmm. like we still don't even know like 
if it's possible for the for a human to impregnate a replicant or if it has to be a replicant having sex with a replicant like we still don't know that but i don't i don't really still i don't really feel all that cheated that like the movie spends so much time dwelling on that and then we still don't know and i'm not sure why that is but i think that means like the movie was just like so thorough and detailed in the rest of its storytelling and they gave us enough of a conclusion that that doesn't matter and i think that's kind of i think that's an i don't know i think that's just something neat that it pulled off yeah and i i think the the movie has so many subtleties and there are times when if the director doesn't really tell the audience what's going on or what each character is like thinking where you can it just feels incomplete but here i think that it, it, it's honestly like just like perfectly done with how the characters react to everything and you know like what they're feeling and and there's times where i was a little bit confused during the movie but i think like every question i had ended up being answered at some point um and sometimes that can be problematic uh, i think we've talked about movies where like we weren't sure about something and then later on it was like important or like whatever but here it just it, it just seemed to flow really really well well um I, well, the, the one thing I would ask you about then, when you're saying about the way the characters reacted to everything, the obviously the big the big reveal that it's determined once you realize that like they had a daughter, not a son. It's like, oh, yeah. well, you can kind of put the dots together. Then that that means like the daughter must have been the doctor because she's like it's like a it's a re- it's a real memory, and like she's the one that yeah. probably had to like she's the one that probably had to have it then because if she's the one that created it like it's like what did you think about like in retrospect like her reactions then like do you think like she it should have been more of a tip-off when like gosling like goes to her you know um well that's i i think it's pretty clear to me now but during the movie i was i don't want to say it was duped but i was uh just having a good enough time where i didn't care to or i just didn't figure it i think there was enough else going on that i wasn't just stuck on this information of like who's the kid or whatever because uh, there's the scene where gosling is looking through the um whatever that machine is and he sees yeah. it says a dot like a girl and a boy mm-hmm. um and uh, i guess i i knew that would be important later but i just didn't know it I didn't know which part of it was tricking me, whether it was the girl was dead and the boy, whether there were twins, whether there was. I thought maybe a he had a sister out there he didn't know. Yeah, we were gonna meet yeah, him. yeah. Like I, I didn't know. I, I knew that it was important, but I wasn't sure which which aspect of it. But it wasn't something that I was like hanging on to until they told me the answer to that, because there was so much more interesting stuff that was going on mm-hmm. in every other scene that it just sort of unfurled itself at the right time. And I, I, I was like, yep, yeah, that's cool. It makes sense, whatever, whatever. Yeah, well, but it's like she tells him that it's illegal to use a real memory to implant. Yeah, but and she also says it with that kind of tone like, no, like that's that illegal. Never... Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess she does kind of do that. But like she didn't – there wasn't a tell on her face though once she looks at his memory, which she should well, have been like, that's I, well, my I, memory. I, I didn't well, think there I was. Think, I think there kind of is okay. because she's like – She's telling him and she starts crying. And at first I was like, oh, she's oh. crying because I was like, I think there's a tear. And I was like, oh, this is sad. She's sad because she's seeing this little boy get beat up. Right. There was a tear. And, I forgot. Yeah. And she was like, well, she was like, this is a real memory. And to me, that was confirming at the time when I was like, oh, she's telling Gosling, like, this is your memory. And she was like sad for him that he had to go through getting like beat up 
right? Yeah, I guess I, I appreciate how subtle it was, and I just forgot about the tear. I was just like, maybe she just cries when she, like you said, when she sees little yeah. boys and stuff. And like she that. says, yeah. she says, no, that's a real memory. But the the way that she's able to say that, which can mean both that maybe that's your memory or like acknowledging that's a real memory. And the thing is, they both are getting completely like different feelings from that because he's like he screams like fuck or something and it's like whatever he screams and he's like whatever and he thinks that's his, that's his memory and he's like completely yeah. overcome with this like shit maybe i'm a human thing Under- understandably so and then she's also like really taken aback like man i implanted this memory into this person fucked him and, up and, yeah yeah and fucked him up but it's also like she went through that then not him and it's really right. sad that she has to like watch this again yeah, I guess it was just like as I was watching it, like I had that natural reaction. Oh, she just must cry when she sees stuff like that. But the actual, I, the actual yeah. word, the actual like her saying that's real. I was just like, she just must have some innate ability to like tell what's real or it's not, and that's part of her powers. I didn't actually think it was. I, I never yeah. even occurred to me at that moment, like or even in retrospect, like oh yeah, she just knew it was real because it was firsthand. I just would have thought that like there would have been more weight to those words, but it was more on her. Exp- expression that she said it, yeah you know? and i think i think the camera intentionally sort of pans over her for a second when she says that's a real memory and then cuts the gossling being mad and punching the chair or whatever he does and walking out of the of the room mm-hmm. and i and i think that's intentional because they don't want you to because if they just like keep the camera focus on her then you're like oh it's her me-. like you know what i mean just, there's yeah there's, that's one of the ways where i think the movie could have like sort of lost some of its magic is if it gave something away so obviously like that where at the end I was completely satisfied learning that information and I don't feel like I was cheated um it's just another example to me of how the 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 direction worked they're writing I guess which one of I think one of the guys that wrote this wrote also wrote the original Blade Runner which I, I mean, must have learned something. Thirty-five years does good, does good for you, I guess. You get better with age. Do you think it matters why she left them? Put the memory in them. I mean, like, do we even know? Um, I think that I don't know. I really, I really don't. Um, I really don't. Maybe she just. I don't know. It's it's a good question. I I, yeah, I don't. Know I wasn't know that, that. I didn't know if that was something I missed or something. I was just that's why I was kind of curious about it, but. I, I don't. I don't think I need a good answer to that necessarily to appreciate the movie. That was just something I thought of. How about the? What, what else do you want to talk about next? Cause I still think there's a lot we haven't covered. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think that Leto was fine. <laughs> I just uh, don't. He wasn't actively bad, but I don't know if I got to take in that much more. Of that guy is what I would say. Yeah, the guy who played Tyrell was also the sort the sort of similar and like eh, kind of annoying whatever. You just sort of deal with him kind of guy. I think he looked the part and I think his dialogue was the part, but he was also just very strange, mm-hmm. but I guess that's you know, creator mentality, right? I I don't know. Yeah. Um I don't I don't think this one had as many like religious themes as the first one did, thank God, but uh I don't know. He is sort of an afterthought, like you said. It's really just Gosling's movie. Um, what did you think thought, about? What did you think about all the stuff with uh, just him and how he was going, just going about in the world as a replicant? Because I mean, that's one of the big differences from the first one is that we're following Harrison Ford around. Here we're like following a replicant around. I wasn't at all, t- and then it was weird to see at times. I wasn't really sure 
who knew he was a replicant and who didn't. So that made a lot of the interactions kind of interesting. And I, th- I mean, the stuff with um, with the stuff with Anna was pretty funny too, or interesting. That was a- yeah, yeah. So I think to me it was sort of a just juxtaposition from the first movie where I think when you're watching, at least for me, when I when I watch this movie again, I think the original. I think that you see Harrison Ford as just like a, like a normal dude. You don't think he's a replicant at the beginning and you're just like, this guy's a cop, whatever. And you get to see him like at the, where he's like eating ramen or noodles or whatever at like Blade Runner Chinatown. And he's just sort of drinking and he has like, you know, these emotions, whatever. And then you juxtapose that with Gosling and the way this movie opens up and he's very laid back and he's very controlled and, um, and you can sort of tell, and I, and I think that's intentional that the the original movie starts with you, with them clearly saying, okay, it, people are supposed to see Harrison Ford as a normal, as a human, and then as the movie goes on, you question whether he's a replicant. In this movie, it sort of does the opposite, and I think that's pretty cool um, that they did that with with the way that he was going about the world. But I think the world is also, you know, it's thirty years later in the movie. And I think the world has sort of evolved a lot more. Well, and also you don't know how detailed you you don't, we're not privy to how advanced those replicants are. So it's like, you can't really accuse the movie of like breaking any of its own rules when you see him having more human moments, because that just might be how the replicants are. So it's sure you're, you're just, you're learning more about him as you go along and you're learning more about how those replicants were programmed and and exactly how how human they can be. Able to live. Yeah, exactly. And how they sort of function in, in the present day society in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the stuff with Anna was interesting. Um, so this movie, I think overall, like it, it doesn't reinvent the wheel at all with any like sci-fi things. It's very, um, it, it borrows from a lot of movies and, and I don't think it does that in a way that's offensive, but, uh, like obviously the stuff with her was very reminiscent of her. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely like star Wars stuff in there. Um, there's a couple other movies I wanted to mention, but, I, I, I they're not coming to me right now. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think that she was I actually think that she was really good. I just sort of was, I feel like her character was written sort of just like there to be like the, in the first movie, when I, when I finished it again, I was like, this is this love story is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like there's no justification for it all. And this one is way more developed and you sort of see the interaction and you can understand like why it can't be, a, rep- it can't be a full of story either. Yeah. There's a limitation yeah. There. Yeah. And you can see like why a replicant would. And one of the funnier things in the movie is when he's talking to love and she's like, Oh, I see you're the customer of our product or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, that's funny. And, and, and but it's not it's not even judgmental, right? It's interesting because they would like the replicants. I don't think anybody cares that he has like this fake online girlfriend, even though he's a replicant, right? Like I don't really think he's hiding it, is he? No, like I mean, even even the well, yeah, and even like Mackenzie Davis in her first scene, like she picks up on it somehow, even yeah. though she doesn't yeah. see it. She's she, I, yeah. I can't remember why she's able to tell that he's not into human girls, but like she doesn't. It's because of the sound. Of, he gets a phone call. Oh, right, right, right. Phone right. calls like his little device or whatever. Right, but like she, she doesn't know he's a replicant, but like that's just like a thing that both replicants no, she, and humans. She hundred percent does. Oh, she does. Yeah. Okay, that's how I didn't yeah, know. Because remember, they she said gets, she's, they said she's he's a Blade Runner. They didn't say he's a replicant. Well, I think. Yeah, but I I was under the impression 
Well, there's two things. I was under oh, the impression later in the movie that gives it away when she's like kind of spying on him and stuff. Well, well, first she initially goes to talk to him because she gets that dark. Remember the the lady that comes in at the end goes to tell those three girls. She says, "Hey, go talk to that guy in the green jacket." And the first time he talks to her is when they're like, "Hey, go talk to the guy in the green jacket." And then the other two girls leave, and she and Gosling have this one on one interaction for like two minutes. And then later on, and the reason that Ana de Armas is Joy, the reason that she eventually brings Mackenzie back is because she's like there at that moment. Mm-hmm. She says, I remember you liked her. Mm-hmm. But I, I was under the impression that they, that the Blade Runners were just replicants at that point. Oh. Because even, because Bautista references at the beginning and is like, oh, you just kill your own kind, remember? And so if if Bautista was like, oh, this guy hunting me is also a replicant, then. Okay, because that's the thing. I didn't know how Bautista knew that. Um, So that would make sense. I I don't know. That's what I I took. But then also she gets told, hey, go follow this dude, which at the end we learn is because they know he's a replicant and they think that he's going to lead them to whatever. So – I, I obviously like Mackenzie Davis was intentionally told to talk to him specifically. And then she ends up planting the little bug in his jacket and whatever transponder, whatever you're going to call it. Right. Right. I don't even remember why, how I ended up talking about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember either, but uh, anyway, going back to, to joy's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I just, it, it was, it was very reminiscent of her and which is a movie I fucking hate. Um, and, but I I thought that she was really good and I thought that their interactions were very, I I would say like what I would expect in that sort of like universe, right. In this like futuristic technology and the conversations they have and all this other, like she's, you know, putting the food over his food and stuff like that. I thought it was interesting. Um, yeah, visually, visually it was cool. I, I just, it was just another example of like why, like, pleasing oh she has to please him and it's just like this girl character and i guess she's supposed to be like a pleasure model at the same time of replicant but it's just sort of like uh this i i don't know that this movie does women that many favors and so i was sort of like uh, i wish she had like more to do besides like playing make ryan gosling feel better but that's literally like the product's purpose i guess so yeah yeah, um, but she still has some like human moments, quote unquote. Yeah, even though she's not, which is also interesting. But I, I thought she was really good. I'm I'm excited to see her do more movies, hopefully, because we both liked her in War Dogs. Yeah, um, uh, I didn't see that stupid boxing movie she was in, though. I don't know if you did, but what boxing movie was she in? The one with like Usher and <laughs> some other. Wasn't she in that movie? I didn't know there was a boxing movie with Usher that came out. Oh, so Hands, and, of, Hands Stone? of Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay, I didn't see that movie either. But yeah, uh, but she's I mean, in like, that yeah, I mean, sure. I no, no, I, I liked what she did. I, like I said, I liked it more in the context of just like seeing how human Gosling actually was allowed to be and what that brought yeah. out in him, and that was fun. And that that sex scene was one of the uh, like all everything else aside was just like one of the core visual things like in the movie that had many cool visual moments. I'd say, yeah, for sure. Robot Robot Three Way wasn't <laughs> as vulgar as it could have been. No, it was just very interesting and because it wasn't really about the. the no, it was a very it, emotional it, it, scene. Yeah, and it it wasn't really about like any of them showing skin or anything like that. I, I yeah. it was more just like about them merging and like, yeah. it just had a lot of different cool back and forth visual moments. Like this movie is going to get some Oscar nominations for that kind of for just yeah. visual effects for sure. And I think didn't Mackenzie Davis say like 
something to her like you're not so special i've been inside your skin or something like that Uh, that was funny she's digging at her that was good i really love robin wright it was funny because she she sort of reminded me of did uh, you ever read that room uh only the one time they were at the doing the corpse analysis at the beginning i think she was in like the corpse room but otherwise no she did a good (laughs) job of being angry no she was at uh she was at gosling's house that one time right they were drinking. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, cool. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're I don't right. know. It's all drab and shit, the whole movie, so you get confused. Um, she was really good. It was – it was. she reminded me of Jeff Bridges in Hell or High Water just sort of being like a little too rude and racist kind of towards the replicants and everyone. They're being like <laughs> uh, racist to the replicants is very strange, but I guess it happened in the first movie too, so they carried it on here, but – discriminatory whatever you want to call it but she she was really good um she had her little hero moment before she died i guess but she didn't really (laughs) change much at all she tried to turn her computer off and then she just that that was about about all she had time for Um, yeah what about that character of um i guess it's called she's called love right Um, yeah I mean, that's another one where it's like, I mean, I get what you're kind of saying about the female characters. It's like, I mean, these replicants were programmed to not say no. So it's like, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say like they're just trying to make submissive female characters when like that's the purpose of the replicants. But she she didn't even get as much of a personality as Gosling, I'd say, because she was just, yeah. she might have even been differently specially programmed because she was Wallace's pet, essentially. And it was just do, yeah. do his bidding, you know? Yeah. And, and again, I didn't really like that. Um, and the thing is, right, like someone will argue like she was badass and she was cool and she was fighting and killing people. And that's not wrong. But she's also like she's almost like fearful of of Leto's character, too. And he's just like very creepy and just like calling her the perfect angel and all this other shit. Um, I thought she was good, but I just again, I was a little conflicted with how I felt about her like actual role. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I guess, I've never seen her in anything else. I don't really think she's been in much, but she was she was good. Like you said, not not a lot of personality, but I still she's a good action actor. I guess actress yeah. for lack of a better term. She held her own and um, yeah. in those scenes when she was asked to try and kick ass, which I guess is really just that more so that last scene, and then when she when she kills Robin Wright. But she's, yeah. I mean, I don't know. She was still fun. She, she's from the Netherlands, so yeah, I guess it might have been like her first one of her first bigger english language movies um she's a lot better than rachel in original blade runner which is sort of her counterpart but yeah i suppose and um we talked about like the end as far as like him him meeting his daughter how about like those scenes where where harrison ford is actually asked to do like acting like you said you didn't want him you, you, you that was i forgot to go back to that you kind of said earlier you, you'd wish he like almost hadn't been in the movie at all or where, where, no where, i oh. wish he wasn't in the trailer oh right 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 how, how, how did you feel about like how he did once like i think he did better in this than the original blade runner yeah yeah i mean <laughs> so like he's having to have that scene where he he's brought the clone rachel um and i guess Wallace is uh, or Jared Leto is asking him like she might not have even really loved you. They might have just programmed yeah. her like that to yeah. try and get, get her pregnant. But uh, yeah. like here, you want to help me out and I'll give you this new one. Like, how did you? Yeah. What did you think of that whole scene and like how he handled that? And uh, I thought he was good. I, I I think he mostly saved it with the she had blue eyes line or green eyes, whatever he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that sort of saved the that 
that scene. But I, I think he was really good in this in the scene with Gosling at the at the casino place way more than I mean, because after that, he's sort of just like tied down mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie until the very, very end. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really he's just sort of there to be Harrison Ford. But um, yeah, the, the thing is, I, I was I was getting distracted with him and Gosling having the conversation and being like, why are we doing this after we just saw the Han Solo stuff with, uh, with star Wars? Like, it was just like, cause it's such a parallel, like, you know, this sci-fi stuff and Harrison Ford coming back to do this movie. He was a star in, and it's just like, I just didn't need that personally, but I under, he, he, I understand why he's in this movie more so than force awakens. I think it's way more warranted, Yeah, but, um, and he, I think he's really good in the scene with, with Gosling at the casino. The other thing is, how did he get a dog? That's really what I was wondering because this dude has been off base for how many years now? And he just has a, like a dog. Cause dogs don't live that long. I just really want to know how he got a dog into well, a dog, radioactive city. I mean, like are dogs more, any more susceptible to radiation than humans? I mean, like it could have just been a stray that wandered in and he took it in. Uh, I, don't I know. guess I was not that distracted by that. I was more distracted just in my head. Like I kind of want to go back and watch it again because it's just I don't know if I have that much time. Uh, even though, like I said, it didn't feel as long. Oh, twenty forty nine or original? yeah, twenty forty nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, no desire to go watch the original again. But I, 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 like I said, I enjoyed trying to figure out this mystery, and I was constantly thinking about it throughout. And I feel like I might have just missed other stuff because I was trying to decipher things in my head throughout, trying to trying to get ahead of the movie, figure out what was what, who was what, um, and because of that like i feel like i might have just there might have been things i didn't pick up on and and i mean including i mean maybe just some of the stuff involving him and their past and like how he ended up there like i'm like i'm still not like and also gosling i feel like i could have just appreciated his performance more if i was just watching him come to those various realizations throughout like i maybe there's more there maybe there's not but i I, it's just such there's just so much going on in it and like i'm still working my way through it now i just wanted to get the podcast done so i was like i'm yeah i don't know when i'm gonna take the time to go watch a two-hour 40-minute movie again yeah i I don't think that the i mean like the acting in the first movie is really bad this movie I don't necessarily think the acting was like great all around. Like it was fine, but it, it's crazy because most I, I would say I, I, this is just me saying this off the top of my head. But I think I would say like most movies that I find really good have really good acting performances or at least one. There's like a standout actor or actress that like has a really good performance in this movie. I I don't necessarily think that I got that from God. Like he was fine. Like he was good, but. Overall, it's just – it's crazy how well the movie gets told without necessarily needing like someone to take the, a role and just really shine even though Gosling is the on screen for like 90 percent of the movie. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I, I'm not here trying to – I wouldn't I wouldn't come here and say like it was in his top th- five best performances. But if I went back and watched it again, like maybe I would pick some other stuff up. But I, I do think it's a good point that like – especially for a movie of this length. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you almost want someone like that that you're just really enjoying watching on screen, just exactly for what they're doing to carry you through something that long, and that we weren't restless and anxious to get out of this movie, in spite of there not being an actor that clearly did that. Is I think a testament to just how engrossing the rest of the movie is, and I think a big part of that might actually be the visuals, which we didn't talk about much yet. Yeah, and I think I, if Roger Deakins doesn't finally get his Oscar for this, I don't really know what's what it's going to take. 
Um, Especially in, I don't know that, is there any other movie, I don't have my list of movies up, but there isn't really another movie that is this maybe, crazy visually, is maybe, it? I mean, I guess some people might try and make an argument for uh, Dunkirk, but I don't know like, mm. how much of that, like, I mean, because that it, it is a good looking movie, but it's like how, much of the, like, how much of that is just that they shot on the fancy film, you know? Um, like, Interesting. Maybe, maybe that'll be, like, people were very high on that visually, and it is an engrossing movie, especially if you go see it in, in, in an IMAX, but... Uh, like uh, what they did on that screen in that movie was very impressive but here it's he's asked to do it a lot more because i if you think of like a lot of the deacons movies that are really good he got his first nomination for shawshank redemption is um a couple years and then his, his last one would have been in for was arrival right no arrival was Bra- arrival was bradford young oh sorry um, sorry yeah, yeah his last one well, I, guess Sicario, he got, he I guess got, he got nominated for uh wait he didn't get nominated for sicario uh, Sicario looked incredible when he did it. I guess he got nominated for Prisoners and Unbroken. I never saw Unbroken and Skyfall. Oh, no. So like those are, but you think of all those and they're they're not like he's he hasn't done a lot of work necessarily with movies that deal with as many special effects as this one does. So yeah. so like I mean yes there are some other really cool shots that don't involve as much special effects. Even that first sequence when he gets goes to Batista's place like that looks like its own interesting area and but then like you have like the las vegas scene you have the one where he's all of a sudden he's hanging out with the massive like naked hologram advertisement or Mm -hmm. like various things that goes it vacillates so much between different types of shots that he all does like super well and i think that might be part of what keeps you like engaged because you're getting to look at so much different cool stuff yeah um yeah i agree i think he's he's really good i think i think we talked i think the reason I brought up Arrival is because I think I was I said I wish Deacons did it instead of Bradford Young. I think I said that on the podcast. Yeah, I remember us saying we didn't love the cinematography <laughs> as much as we had hoped to. Um, um, but yeah, I mean Deacons is pro- like probably done like five or six movies you guys have seen that you didn't. I mean, not that people really know cinematographers, but after we saw Sicario, we had to know. About no, no wait, he, wait, he did get nominated for Sicario. I don't know what I was looking at on the thing. So yeah, yeah, it was Sicario was the last one, and then who won that he didn't win for? It would have been, I think, would, would that have been the year of um, Birdman or The Revenant? Because mm. um, like it was Becky won three years in a row for yeah. um, Birdman, Revenant, and uh, yeah. Um, the space one with Sandra Bullock. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. Trash. So, uh, so yeah. So like, I mean, uh, <laughs> it, 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 he's been doing it for lo- like a little longer than, uh, Luz Becky, but hopefully this will be finally the year where he kind of breaks through and maybe gets it. Um, cause it was a, it was certainly a, a beautiful movie. And I, I mean, the one thing I will say for the first one, that for being shot 35 years ago, it does a pretty interesting job of creating like a very different world. Um, if nothing mm-hmm. else, like everything that happens in that world might be pretty boring, but it's yeah. cool for 1982 that they were able to create something that looked like that different from mm-hmm. this time. And uh, here they capture some of the same parts of that version of Los Angeles, but they also go to a lot of other different places that are a lot more inch that are add a lot more to the color palette of the movie. I'd say. So. Yeah. Do you think that the movie could have been shorter? I mean, I'm sure it could have been, but I, if you just ask me off the top of my head, like you could have, I don't really know exactly what you cut out to get it to two hours and 20 minutes instead. I mean, I guess it had, it, it would probably have to be the stuff with Anna. Um, that's the most extraneous I'd say to the actual story itself, like the heart, the, the main part mm-hmm. of the story. 
Interesting. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, if, if there's something else you think you could have done without, I'd be curious to hear it. But like I, I've come – just since we've been doing this podcast, I've become to appreciate shorter movies more. We, we, yeah. used, we used to always be long, long, long. If you can get done what you want to get done in an hour 40 or hell, even an hour 30, like I'm that much more impressed. But that doesn't change the fact that when a movie can go this long and then not make me yeah. want to leave. I'm trying to think of what other movies that were this long that I've seen in the last year that weren't – like a Marvel movie or a DC movie. Uh, <laughs> I was going to um, say Batman v Superman. Yeah, but. that was obviously one that could have been two hours, 20 minutes shorter. Or um, zero minutes, yeah. Well, that, that's what I mean by saying two hours, 20 minutes shorter than it was. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought you yeah. said, yeah. No, I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, got, I didn't hear you um, right, yeah. I guess la- last year uh, American Honey was long, and I didn't think it totally earned its runtime. And, I mean, even in the last, I don't know, like there's not a ton that go quite this long anymore. Uh, Silence was really freaking long, and like you could have cut some stuff out of it, but there's some moments late in it that have more resonance because you've been on such a long journey. But here, I mean, like nothing that like I'm like, I definitely didn't like that, and I needed it to be gone. Like it's pretty impressive that it, it kept me in my seat that long and engaged. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 still surprised because I think at, at the beginning I was like, I don't know if I can sit through this slow burn for for however long it's going to be. But I, I don't necessarily think that it felt uh, it felt that long, but but it, it, it definitely has enough plot wise to to justify being that long. But it's visually it sort of it, it definitely takes its, its time to sort of each scene sort of has this like overarching like we're gonna show you around the scene at the same time while the scene is going on yeah. kind of vibe my my last question for you is uh do you want another one um because you no. would you, you would have said no after the first but i mean no for sure no because i i just <laughs> i don't want to say they got lucky but i'm not sure that i trust people to make because like maybe if villeneuve is doing it but i don't know i feel like this was such a unique story that i i don't i i don't think i want to see another one but. i also wonder if like they're gonna someone's gonna want to finance another one I, i'm looking at now the first one like it's kind of weird they decided to make this in the first place the first one made 33 million dollars on a 28 million dollar budget and i guess they thought that it had like kind of grown in it's a uh, popularity as people watch it yeah. over the years and they probably overestimated that since it didn't have a big like first opening weekend but like the budget for this look on according to at least wikipedia take it with a grain of salt like 185 million um which i totally believe after watching that movie and i mean i'm happy they did it because like i think a lot of that obviously went into how it looked and i think i just ex- finished explaining why i thought it looked so great but they're i think they overestimated like the the amount of people that had that nostalgia that wanted to go back and watch it or just people like us that might not have liked it but felt a professional obligation to go see it uh <laughs> it's probably like not that many people so i just don't know if they're gonna if, if you have to spend this much money on it to like get it to be this good then i don't really know if it's gonna be worth their money to do another one but i mean i think there is a lot of that world that's left unexplored and I'm fine. I'm not going to be upset if there's not another one because, like you said, it's a very high degree of difficulty in making this one as good as it was. But like, there's certainly a ton. Like, there's this whole underground, um, underground group of replicants that we see for like one scene, and who knows what they've been doing. There's they talk about off-world work a lot. We've still never been off-world over those two movies, so there's certainly a lot of possibilities. But at the same time, like I'm a little, like you said, I'm a little skeptical that like they could get this whole they could have all these parts connect 
into this way and make it work again because yeah. it's they there is some degree of luck in the fact that it actually didn't suck yeah. yeah and i think that you would need to connect it for it to work as another film i'm not sure you could just tell another story that didn't really include gosling or harrison ford's kid or well, or whatever I, really I, I, i've listened to a couple of podcasts though uh that were like that actually or one that talked about whether or not like k gosling actually dies he looks like he's about to lay down and die but you don't actually officially see him die um mm. and the thing is though like it would make he should die because at that point there's like no one that has a, like an interest in really keeping him alive unless deckard wants to but because like all the authorities are kind of just they've written him off he's not really an asset to them anymore they're, they're happier if he's dead as as is like wallace so you know yeah. i don't really exactly know if they would go back to that well with him but like they could just totally start over but i don't know but yeah yeah i just i, don't, I, I just th- want to throw that out there i think that it's pretty obvious that villeneuve is like a huge fan of original blade runner and that's part of the reason probably why he wanted to be a part of this and I feel like that usually might not work out, but I think he told a, he told a good story and he told a different story than the original movie. I just, I like I said, I don't know that I, I like the movie as much as as good like as much as how good it is, but I I don't really think I care about seeing a replicant revolution in in twenty seventy nine for two hours and thirty minutes because the first one is two hours long too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I just I don't know. I, I I don't I don't think we need it. I think this was a satisfactory ending to the to the original Blade Runner. All right. But well, that's that's where I'm at, so. All right. Well, I think I I've I've about covered it myself as far as what I got to say, so I think that's probably a good stopping point. Yeah, man. So where can we find you to talk about Blade Runner on Twitter? Uh, at Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-I, and the podcast Twitter, at 52 in 52 pod And you can find me at A Clambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E, podcast email, 52in52pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you thought about Blade Runner 2049, and we'll see you guys next time.